0: This is Jessica Ortner, and I'll soon be joined by my brother Nick. Our time together is dedicated to feeling good within all of life's complexities. We'll be going through a wandering path, exploring topics like spirituality, productivity, and personal fulfillment. Because happiness is not a destination, it's an adventure. So welcome to Adventures in Happiness. Hello and welcome. This is episode number two of Adventures in Happiness and I am back with my brother Nick. Hey Nick.
1: Hey Jess. How's it going? Going good. Yeah. Um,
0: it's actually really, it's actually really going good. Why? Because we're number one. <laughs> <laughs> we've been, we've been number one for the last few days on iTunes. What, like health and wellness?
1: Yes. Uh, yeah, the big health category podcast is number one. And why is it that we're number one, Jess?
0: Because we're awesome?
1: No. Why is it that we're really number one?
0: Because you sent out to our whole email list?
1: Mm, Yeah, but why is it that we're number one?
0: I don't know. (laughs) Why?
1: Because there's these tens of thousands of amazing people on our email list that subscribed.
0: Yes. We are so grateful. We were thinking about it this morning, thinking of... Because sometimes when you see a number, it's like... It's hard for you to comprehend that each, each number, you know, each number is like one person who's taking the time to download and yeah. to listen in. So when you really think about how many people that would be in your living room, it's pretty <laughs> insane.
1: Well, they they definitely wouldn't fit in our living room. You know, we've talked about that with the Tapping World Summit, how you know, numbers like over five hundred thousand people. You know, our email list right now is over six hundred thousand people get the emails, and you just say these numbers, and then when you actually think about them, they're just unbelievable. So we are, yes, Jess thinks we're awesome, so egotistical, (laughs) but we are very, very grateful for everyone who subscribed, all the new people. That's the other thing I'm seeing, that um, there's a lot of new people jumping on board who maybe don't even know us from The Tapping Solution but heard about Adventures and Happiness, like the first episode. And uh, here we are with number two. And you know, keeping with the theme of what we talked about last uh, time, What did we do this morning, Jess?
0: You called me again, and you said, we're recording in 15 minutes. And I said, I'm in my pajamas. And (laughs) I'm I'm still in my pajamas. I'm literally in, like, I put on a sweatshirt and sweatpants. I look like a college sophomore right now. (laughs) I'm really grateful there's no camera. And I'm drinking something here. You can guess what it is. Listen to this. Hold on. Wait, I didn't get the sound yet. I'm not near the bottom. Can you guess what I'm drinking? Uh, green juice? No. Hold on.
1: Oh, I know. Mate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so Nick and I were both born in Argentina. Don't ask us to speak Spanish because we came when we were really little. But I
1: speak Spanish very well. Thank you very much.
0: I speak Spanish pretty well, but I make a lot of mistakes. Uh, but I can I can get by. But I drink mate Every morning, like yerba mate, I do. I got the gore in everything, and even no,
1: the gourd, not the gourd. Gore. Sorry,
0: <laughs> once again,
1: That's once struggles. again, a
0: jazzism
1: struggles in Spanish <laughs> and English.
0: <laughs> English is my second language, people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and what's Spanish your third? <laughs> yeah, I
0: don't, I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, so the gourd, and well, you know what? We'll do. We're gonna start doing show notes, so I'm gonna put up a picture. Of the mate, okay. like my, in, the first picture of me ever drinking mate, which is pretty awesome.
1: In the show notes. But the problem is we haven't figured out where the show notes are going to be. So now where are we going to put them?
0: I think we should put it on the Tapping Solution blog. Okay. Like somewhere on the Tapping Solution. We'll we'll figure it out and we'll make it clear to everyone that's listening. Okay. Where they can get more information.
1: Well, how about this for now? Because they have to know somewhere how we're going to make it clear. TheTappingSolution.com forward slash podcast. Go there. We'll do something there.
0: Done. Perfect. All right. So let's talk about today's show. This is the first time that we're having – this is really our first guest.
1: Which, Wait, podcast doesn't work. I just checked out the link. <laughs>
0: oh, it doesn't work? Okay, scratch no, that.
1: We, we have something else on there already. That's where you can actually get access to uh, the Tapping Solution podcast. So, Which
0: is another great podcast to, sub- to subscribe to. So, it is. Perfect.
1: Uh, all right. Give me another name. TheTappingSolution.com forward slash – Awesome. How about notes? Notes.
0: Notes. That's great. There we go. Okay.
1: N-O-T-E-S. So. There you okay. go. Okay. Back to it. Uh,
0: yeah. So we have an awesome guest. It's our first guest today. Someone that we're both f- like fans of. And what's so, it's so fun when you've been following someone for years and then you get the chance to become their friend and get to know them better. And today on the show, we have Mike Dooley, who people famously know as um, he's famous for notes from the universe which are these little email just I mean how would you describe it just like a few sentences that are from the universe you know it says from the universe that just uplift and inspire and are incredibly thought-provoking and I actually just went to one of his workshops it's called playing the matrix and he talks about the the mechanics of manifesting and how it's not magic to a magician. You know, there's strategies behind how to make things happen. And this workshop blew my mind. So I was really excited to just get him on the show and to break the, down the mechanics of manifesting.
1: I love Mike. He's such a sweet guy. I met him a couple years ago at, um, at the Transformational Leadership Council, Jack Canfield's group. And uh, just, just he's just a sweetheart. And I've been getting, I mean, probably a decade I've been getting these emails uh, notes from the universe. Should we read a couple, Jess, so people yeah, yeah. know what they're about? So here are a couple that I just found that I just saved, all right? So here's one. It says, many come close, Nick, yet few dare so boldly to live without judgment, to give without expecting, and to love for no reason. We call it a spiritual trifecta to the winter circle, the universe. Oh, I love that. Isn't that beautiful? To live without judgment, to give without expecting, to love for no reason, the spiritual trifecta.
0: You know what his notes do? They cause me to take a really, like, great exhale. You know what I (laughs) mean? Like, you just read them and you're just like, oh, I just feel so much better around where I am right now instead of kind of pushing and going from that place of motivation, it's inspiration. And I think it's so much easier to enjoy the process of life when you're more in that inspired state instead of trying to force yourself to do things.
1: Yeah, 100%. Let me read one more. Uh, It says, yes, that's right, Nick. This is exactly how things look just before your life blasts off. Houston, we have ignition, the universe.
0: I I mean, that starts your day off.
1: Right? Yeah. You read that and it's just like, and you know, I I know we talked about it in the the last podcast about, um, you know, just positive brainwashing, right? Listening to these podcasts, getting this information in to change our experience of life. And I think you have to look for all these little moments. It's like, okay, fill up your email box with inspiration. Fill up your iPod with inspiration. Everywhere you turn, whether it be the calendar, you know, I have the Hay House. Louise Hay calendar on my desk. Like You've got to have these little positive nudges along the way uh, in order to live your best life.
0: Yeah, I absolutely agree. I was actually lying in bed today thinking about the podcast. Not thinking we would record today, because that was sprung on me very last minute, but just thinking about... That's how
1: we roll. That's how
0: we roll. But thinking about the podcast in general and just the topics that I wanted that I want to talk about, the people that I want to interview. And I just had this thought, you know, i'm so tired of tiptoeing around what i believe in in order not to offend people.
1: Like mm-hmm. if you
0: live a life
1: What with... are you going to say here? I'm yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, i'm not, i'm not going to go and offend anyone, but i think that when you start to explore topics like man, you know, manifesting, you know, your ability to create things, even say past lives or whatever it is that we want to talk about on this podcast I want to have freedom to just explore different things and you can take what you like and leave what you don't and there's so many things that I believe in that are weird like this idea of manifesting that thoughts create things obviously our family believes it, our friends believe it but when you really look at the average person out there this is weird you know this is weird the idea that there is a universe that has your back and I want I'm okay with being weird and I think it takes some courage to be a, a weird and I want to have these honest open conversations about thinking differently.
1: Yep, absolutely and they're conversations. I mean, you know for me personally, this is all an exploration like we yeah. don't know. like I don't have any definitive scientific proof that says that my thoughts create my reality. I that's how that's what I believe that's what seems to happen in my life. I can point to things. I'm sure a hard scientist would say, "Well, you have no data, this, that, and the other." But you know, the, you know, the big thing for me, Jess, is whenever I look at these things, I approach them from from this angle. Does thinking this way make me happier? Does thinking this way make me healthier? Does thinking this way improve my relationships? I'd almost, I'll even take a false belief if it makes me happier. If that makes sense. Not that yes. I want to, I want to delude myself, and we don't want to live in fairyland, but. I don't know. When I wake up in the morning and I say, you know what? The thoughts I think affect my reality. If I start my morning with that truth, that belief, well, I'm going to think more positive thoughts and that's going to feel better. Right. And I'm going to, I'm going to be more intentional in how I act and what I say. So it's like, that's making me a better person. That's making me more productive. That's making me more spiritually fulfilled. So I'm going to adopt that as my belief. Maybe it'll change in the future. I don't know. You know, if, if doing a past life meditation, and we should have Brian Weiss on. He's a he's a friend. That's who
0: I was thinking too. One of
1: the sweetest. Have you ever met him, Jess?
0: I haven't, but I haven't. But I've read his books, and I love them. Oh,
1: he's just like the sweetest guy on the planet. Like really, he's just. You're in his presence. He's so gentle. Gentle is the word for him. But anyway, we'll have him on the show. Um, you know, so we don't know if past lives are real or not. There's actually a, some good amount of data and things where people trace them back and find amazing things. But what we do know is that people have unbelievable breakthroughs that like their lives are changed from doing these meditations and sessions and it gives meaning to their lives and uh, openings and all that stuff. So that's all good, you know, like let's explore that and let's, like you said, take what works for you and if you're a new listener and you're like, they're talking about past lives, that's crazy, then good, you know, discard that, like we don't all have to be 100 percent in agreement on the same page about everything. We can just explore, we can continue to research, we can continue to see what's our experience of this, take what works for us and throw away the rest. And to me that's just, it's a much more peaceful way of living than having to be like, this is right, that's wrong, this is true, that's false.
0: Exactly, that is so well said, Nick. So with that, I think this is a great time to go into the interview. I will mention that I did promise in the last episode, that I'd share my llama story, my embarrassing story. So, will I will go into that at the end of the show.
1: That that's yeah. how we keep you hooked. You yes. Get, <laughs> Jess's llama story is amazing. We'll do it at the end of the interview. Jess, one thing: can I get your favorite note? Give me one more note before we go to Mike.
0: You know, I don't have I don't have any of the notes in front of me, but I have literally. Let's see: one, two, three, four, five, six. I have six pages of notes that I took from his event that I thought was so amazing and one of the things that he said which actually he was quoting someone else I didn't write who the quote's from but the quote was if you wish to make an apple pie from scratch you must first invent the universe
1: oh I
0: loved that and so we have to acknowledge how there are so many other factors that are lining up for us Mm, in order to do things I loved that
1: All right, let me read one note. And then I just, before we get to the interview, I want to share with you a question. I want to make sure you ask Mike.
0: Okay, go for it.
1: Um, So this note says, now, to be honest, Nick, and I love it, he personalizes, it. So it feels just so, so real. Now, to be honest, Nick, and no, sorry, start again. Now, be honest, Nick, and think of all your dreams that have already come true. A lot, right? Tons. Actually, you're a bit of a legend here already. Now, do you remember how before all the big ones came true, when you were pushing, reaching, and striving, hoping, wishing, and praying, you'd think to yourself, then I'll be free. Then I'll rock. Then I'll know all things are possible. How happy I will be. And then he signs it. Let's keep those promises. The universe.
0: I think you emailed that one to me.
1: Isn't that great? So good. How true is it? We, you know, we oh, when this happens, then I'll be happy. And then it happens, and then we're not happy. So anyway, that's a whole other conversation. You know, we could do shows just around (laughs) the notes. Like one of the notes. (laughs) I think that actually
0: ties in really well with the title of the show, Adventures in Happiness, because it goes with the thought of happiness isn't this destination that you arrive to. It's really an adventure. It's a current moment experience. It's Mm. taking the time to acknowledge how good life is right now.
1: One hundred percent. So my question for Mike, you know, one of the things that we want to cover in this show is like productivity. Like how do you actually get things done in the world? How do you have a spiritual adventure where you're actually creating in the world? So I want to know, like, how does he write these? First of all, like where, where does it come from in his brain? And does he, you know, I get these every day. So does he sit down and write one every day? Does he, did he write a hundred at a time? Does he write when he's just randomly inspired, uh, doing something, gets a thought? I just I want to know more about his process yeah. and uh, and also where it came from. Like, where did he got the idea to write a note from the universe? Because he's been doing this a long time.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, where do you do you wake up and you're like, I'm gonna start speaking on behalf of the universe? Yeah,
1: exactly. exactly. <laughs> like, like, I now claim that the voice of the universe.
0: <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, I will definitely ask him. I love. That idea of productivity. You know, on my Hey House Radio show, that's a little bit of a plug, HeyHouseRadio.com. I have a show every Tuesday at 4, and a a few weeks ago, I did talk about how to tell the difference between uh, patience and procrastination. And Mm. I want to ask Mike that, because when it comes to manifesting and trusting the universe, how do you know whether you're being patient or you're just procrastinating?
1: Ooh, that's a good one. Right? That's a good one. All right, let's see what we find out. All Should right, let's go. go. Roll into
2: Mike.
0: Mike, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you, Jessica.
0: You are our first guest on our new podcast. So I'm. Oh my gosh, <laughs> the
2: pressure to perform.
0: <laughs> the pressure, and one of the reasons I wanted to have you as my first guest was because I went to your live event, and in my notebooks, I took I don't know how many pa- like seven pages of notes. And in the notes I wrote in capital letters, make this a podcast because it was such a great event. I learned so much and I just want to share everything that you know, which would probably take us a week. We only have about an hour, but you complicated things for me because I was so excited to talk about the things I learned from this event. And then I go ahead and I read your new book called The Top 10 Things Dead People Want to Tell You. And when I heard the title, to be honest, I didn't know what to expect. I thought, oh, this maybe this is cute. It'll be like a cute little book. And it is so profound. I woke up at 5 a.m. this morning to finish it, and I had so many goosebump moments. So congratulations on a a truly amazing book.
2: Thank you so much, Jessica. And I've struggled with that title. I know people who know of Notes from the Universe expect something light and fluffy and very positive. And I think it's very positive, but it's not light and fluffy. Um, but yet, it's what the enlightened old souls who pass from this plane would most want to tell you because they know that you're still on the stage. We're still alive. We still have that precious gift. and And so it goes. And I appreciate your Feedback very much. Uh,
0: of course. And later in the show, we're going to go into it uh, in a lot more detail. I just want to mention right off the bat that right now, this book on the ebook version is $199. So $199, that's like the price of your last coffee. And we're going to oh. put the link to buy it for $199 in the show notes. So that's the tapping solution.com forward slash notes. We have an affiliate account with Amazon, and the reason I share this is that anything, anytime we promote any kind of book, a hundred percent of the affiliate um, any money that we raise is going to go straight to the Tapping Solution Foundation. And people can also go to the show notes to learn more about the foundation. So it's like it's one ninety nine. It is a no brainer. If you are listening to this, go buy the book. Um, so Mike, before we talk about your book. Let's start with something small, like, mm, I don't know, the universe? Should we talk about the, we talk about the universe? Oh, um. how
2: did I get to be me? This is so awesome.
0: <laughs> right, so this is the first question. This is how I want to start. I see in the world that there are these two extremes. And I know that you talk about this. One extreme being this idea that there is this God that is here to judge us and to sentence us and this other extreme that well there is no god there is no there're no miracles everything is random and by chance where do you fall in that what, what do you believe about the universe
2: none of the above and you know i think a lot of people are in that boat they they feel like they have to choose from either it's all random and it's an accident or they have to pick a religion. And if that was my choice, I would be atheist. I'd be the first atheist. But there is uh, another answer that, that uh, is now becoming a little bit more popular, although people don't have a lot of confidence in it, but it sure feels warm and fuzzy. And that is that that you can be spiritual without any religion, and, and mightily so, in the most reverent, uh, respectful and joyful way because we are truly adored. And there has to be uh, meaning uh, and purpose to life. Just look at its mind-numbing splendor. I mean, an apple is enough to just faint over its beauty, its aroma, that it nourishes us, that it grows automatically, that a tree is so abundant there's more apples on it than a single person could even handle. And so is life abundant everywhere. It's giving all the time and as i share in all of my works you know it's a matter of connecting just the fewest of dots to to realize that we must be individually the eyes and the ears of the divine come alive you and i 7 billion other uh, fellow life adventurers right now and that we're here by choice i won't go into all of my extraneous rationale but it's But it's meaningful and it's easy. A child could do it just to put ourselves at the center of our experiences. And further adding that when you do these kind of connected dots, you realize that our power comes from our focus, a.k.a. our thoughts, words, and actions. And that if we don't like what's going on in our lives, we can change it in this bountiful uh, odyssey called life.
0: Mike, I want to talk about these dots, and you, you mentioned this in your book as well, that we don't need to have all of the answers, we don't need to connect all the dots, but there are some major dots that we can connect with certainty. So what are these dots that help create this foundation of the way that you view the world and the universe?
2: Well, this is an Occam's razor approach to, to understanding what the truth is. And as many of your listeners will no doubt know, Occam, William Occam, a 13th century theologian and logician, is credited with this razor, meaning a tool for kind of shaving off of shaving off the BS, and revealing the truth. And he says, to the effect of two or more competing theories, the simpler theory is most likely correct. Don't make it more complicated than necessary. And more, don't connect unnecessary dots, because then you're skidding on thin ice, you remove the legs out from under the table, you have no traction and therefore no confidence what was otherwise easy to deduce. For example life is beautiful. It's awesome. It's amazing. Okay, That is patently obvious to all of us. Now, one could well argue that it is anything but beautiful to a few people in certain circumstances around the globe right now. It is atrocious, disgusting, vile, horrible. But there's 7 billion people alive and taken as a whole, which we must do Without even trying to connect the dots of, you know, these extremes, we can, with absolute confidence, say that life is a beautiful thing. People don't go around tossing their life out the window. People or, and all species, as a rule, cling with gusto to their life because it's awesome. Okay, and then what else can we know? We can know that we are powerful human beings are amazing. I mean, we've got space stations right now. We have DNA technology. We have smartphones that could land um, the the Apollo on the moon. We have uh, all these things. We are amazingly powerful. Uh, Our mind kind of over the illusions, mind over matter is demonstrated on a frequent basis, even by children. So, it's indisputable, not up for debate. We are powerful. And any philosopher, any uh, anyone among us can see that our power unquestionably comes from our thoughts, what we focus on. Uh, it's said in folklore, legend, and modern-day fairy tales that dreams do come true. And it's not just wishful thinking. They come true all the dang time. And everyone listening right now is evidence of this, You know their own lives. Even when we don't think we're going to succeed, we succeed. We're, we all smile more than frown, laugh more than cry, have friends more than we're alone, have clarity more than we're confused. We all have money more than we're flat broke. In the, in the negatives. I mean, we've just blown the lid off of this individually and collectively, and it's come from our focus, which is a choice, which is a decision that we exercise every day. And uh, to show you how simple this is, Jessica, uh, I would almost... Stop there at connecting dots with regards to the nature of reality. Because there's so many dots that we could spend eternity trying to connect them all. And the more dots we connect, the less confidence we have. That's why we don't connect too many dots. You know, people connect dots like it's going out of style. They think that he or she who connects the most dots is closest to God. And so we all pledge allegiance to them and negate or not listen to our own inner wisdom, our own intuition, and then we we lose all traction. Right. So I, I, I'm i all about keeping it simple. Life is beautiful. We are powerful. Uh, our power comes from our thoughts, words, and actions. Now let's have a party. Let's be happy. <laughs> and, and, and that's almost as far as one needs to go, although we can play around with other dots, uh, as I do in my workshops, but purely optional.
0: Right. Well, this way of thinking, it's uplifting, it's inspiring, and it's definitely easy when things are going well. Now, but what about when things aren't going well? Like, for example, I was just talking to a girlfriend yesterday who was so excited. She's looking for a new place to live. She found this apartment. It was perfect. She put in all of the paperwork. She was ready to move in and she lost it to someone else. And she was really heartbroken. And we were talking about it And she kept asking, well, what's it mean? Does it mean that I'm not supposed to live in this town or does it mean that I did something wrong? And I could just see that she was losing herself in her head trying to figure Mm. out what this disappointment meant. I know a lot of us get to this place. So when we're feeling disappointed, how do we shift that? I mean, what does it all mean
2: well, very typically what you just described is, is someone trying to assess and judge who they are, where they are using their physical senses alone. And that's understandable. That's all we ever knew we had until just recently. And most people still aren't convinced that we have inner senses. And so this kind of obsession that comes from the primitive times that we live in of using exclusively our physical senses and not even knowing we have inner senses leads us to want to micromanage our lives and to jump to conclusions. I didn't get the partment of my dreams wait a minute that was just one awesome apartment that you're aware of from a very very limited perspective there are hundreds thousands probably tens of thousands of other really cool apartments undoubtedly better than the one your friend just saw but as soon as she doesn't get the one she just saw there's this jumping jumping to conclusions of do I have invisible, limiting, self-sabotaging beliefs? Wasn't this meant to be? Have I jinxed myself? Am I? It's like as soon as you jump to those kind of conclusions. Not that she has. Um, yeah, they, become she has. Your, <laughs> they become your. They become your beliefs. Instead, how about? there's an even better apartment waiting for her that's maybe 3 weeks away maybe it's 3 months away but that apartment is coming with some new best friends a travel partner with benefits <laughs> uh, a career breakthrough and, and and here we are she's just experienced experienced this amazing serendipity of kind of lure and distract uh, which is what this fake apartment was for her because it didn't pan out but it's tiding her over uh, to the next best thing that's even better Um, and she not seeing that because she's not tuned in to her feelings with trust and confidence and self-love she jumps to the conclusion of well it's not meant to be so I should move back to you know Rhode Island and and make the best of my life that I didn't really enjoy when I was there or whatever 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 Uh, do you see the truth is in time and space, and this may sound naive uh, and, uh, you know, even uh, uh, stupid at first glance, but in the jungles of time and space, bad things don't happen. There are ugly things, painful things, but everything that does happen is a setup for even greater and, of course, somebody could say, well, you know, what if I was on that plane that went down? That's not a setup for even greater. Oh, it is. We haven't connected those dots. We are eternal beings. But what's most important is our lives here and now. Chances are people listening to this are not on a plane going down or whatever. And it's about their life and their happiness. And they, they need and want to tune in to, to these inner truths and realize that everything sets you up for even greater. And so... To draw the conclusion of, you know, yeah, but what if when bad things happen, you know, how do we know if it's not our invisible limiting belief? It's like bad things don't happen. It's all playing to your greater good. Don't try to understand where you've been and know that where you are is not who you are. You're infinitely more, all of us, everyone listening. What matters today is where you want to go. The only thing that stands between anyone and the life of their dreams are the thoughts, words and actions they choose between today and arrival. And so I would tell your friend or anyone wondering about the mysterious unexplainable setbacks, is like, you know, just don't even go there. Stay busy. Define what you want in terms of your end results. You know, not how you're going to get there, not which apartment, but I want a rocking apartment surrounded by friends in a career that I don't even call work. It's total play. I'm totally into it night and day. This is what I most want to do. It's the most fun I've ever had. I've never made so much money. The floodgates of abundance are trembling. This is who I am creative, spontaneous, in love with life and life loving me. That's an end result, okay? And then every day, no matter what doors close, because it's it's always a good thing when a door closes, all right? Everyone know that it's always a good thing. No matter what doors close, you keep showing up. You do demonstrations. You act with faith, moving towards that end result that I just described. Even though it was vague, that doesn't matter. That gives the universe lots of latitude to connect its own dots and find its own details. I mean, maybe your friend ought to be living in San Francisco because that's where all this uh, opportunity abounds. As long as she's showing up, showing up, doing her best in the community she's now in, and she doesn't close doors by saying, oh, this is bad, this should not have happened, she will be led to that utopian apartment and that utopian life. Wherever it is, we don't have to figure it out. We don't have to think, oh, there's all these great cities in the world. Which one do I pick? No, so they will pick you. They will reveal themselves as you show up, show up, guided not only by end results, But so importantly, as we just laid out, these dots of understanding reality, that we are of the divine, that we came here to succeed, that we're inclined to success, that our whole life is proof of it. And then we become totally unstoppable.
0: It's so easy to connect those dots when we're looking back. You know, I look back at moments in my life and I see that there were times when I felt so rejected, but it really was just redirecting me to something even better. So we look back and we see it. Looking forward, it's a little scarier. You know, there's that that moment of of feeling uncertain. What if I'm doing something wrong? Questioning ourselves. So when we're in that place of uncertainty, that time between where we are now and where we want to be, I know our thoughts matter. So how do we, what do we do in that time? So what should we be? Is it just about focusing on that end result?
2: Well, yes, and comforted by truth, which we can immerse ourselves in by listening to podcasts like this and reading books that are along these lines, and cutting ourselves some slack because... Jessica, this is the twist of time and space. This is why it's an adventure. We're not cursed or jinxed because it's hard to hold on to a vision. That's the whole name of the game. So we create the image in our mind. I call it end result because that bypasses our thinking of how we're going to get there and know that, yeah, it might not be so simple, but the the rewards, the dividends, the payoff is out of this universe. And that's that's as hard as life gets. Is holding on to a vision in spite of seemingly contrary or actually contrary evidence that immediately surrounds us today. And when you realize that's the nature of the game and it's not about your invisible limiting beliefs. Yeah, those are those are not good things. But but Focusing in that direction and wondering what yours are just gives them power if they if you even had them. So when you understand that this is the nature of reality, uh, and you understand that you are inclined to succeed, and when you understand the importance of understanding these basic simple parameters, these simple dots, you then become Teflon. You then, as I joke with audiences, you have license for a pity party every night and you're still going to be unstoppable because it's as if our positive thoughts are at least 10,000 times more powerful than our negative thoughts. I, I and can so, literally
0: hear people like having a sigh of relief because I, <laughs> I think the problem with this Idea that our thoughts become things is that fear of, oh my goodness, am I thinking bad things? Am I doing this wrong? Am I attracting all of this? And then just putting so much pressure on ourselves to do things perfectly.
2: I went through the exact same learning curve. I think you're right. Everyone goes through it because we've, we've chosen to be born into primitive times where, for the most part, none of our parents had a clue as to the nature of reality. They just dragged us to church or the synagogue or wherever, you know, once a week or whatever they felt was their duty. But when you start to wake up, you first start to realize that, oh my God, I just, I just was daydreaming, you know, the gloom. And I was just Afraid that I was going to get fired from my job, and my girlfriend was going to break up with me, and my thoughts become things. And there's a law of attraction. Oh, <laughs> this is not the right person for for these laws to pertain to. But you know, I first clued into this stuff shockingly. Time goes so fast. Thirty four years ago, when I was 20. So I've had 34 years of this mindset or doing my best to hold on to this mindset. And I have been through a number of personal crises. We all have, we all, I mean, it's it's par for the course because these are how we get awesome. So I've had my personal crises. I've had my uh, down and outs. I've had my, you know, oh my gods and uh, all of that stuff. But I have seen throughout that if I just do what I know to do, which is try to maintain being positive. Not be positive. Just try to be positive. Set aside a few minutes, hopefully several times a week. Try to do it every day, at least Monday through Friday, to visualize. I mean, no more than five or ten minutes. A couple of minutes is fine, even if it's when you're commuting to work. And hold pictures in your mind of things going in your favor, uh, that, that people are appreciating you, that that you're earning a great salary, that you're feeling fabulous health, that you've got this great romantic partner, you know, all of these things, if the listeners, you know, whatever it is for a listener, plug and play, change, you know, my examples. But if you just do these things to the best of your ability, you're doing them right, you're doing them enough. And if you forget to visualize a few days in a row or a few weeks in a row, that's okay. You're still inclined to succeed. And my life has shown me that these feeble, seemingly feeble efforts of positivity and demonstrations, you know, physical demonstrations and declarations of I love, I love my life my life is easy i'm surrounded by abundance i've never felt better you know they seem preposterous you know when you when you don't feel or see these things but you're saying them anyway say them anyway when you just do these things it it will absolutely overwhelm you know 15 hours of negative worry all day long my life has shown me this time and time again when i felt like i just couldn't succeed but yet as I point out in The Dead People book, one of my favorite passages, you know, it, something kind of Riley said to the effect of, you know, haven't people noticed that there's never ever in the history of planet Earth been a storm that didn't recede and go away, been an earthquake mm-hmm. that didn't still, been a disease that wasn't obliterated by the healthy. And and it, and it goes on and on. It's like dang you know and people think this is random if this was random and we had a 50 50 shot of survival we all would have been dead at the amoeba stage if we even got that far we are pushed on to greatness every day and getting this is so important and that's all you got to do is just get it just feel it just feel that that knowingness every moment every morning perhaps before you begin your commute or before you tend to the kids or before you do whatever it is you do just without even visualizing, get to that place of knowingness, because it'll carry you. It's enough. You don't have to know who you were in the past life. You don't have to know what your ancient spiritual contracts are. You don't even have to know your zodiac sign. You don't have to know nothing other than you are of the divine, by the divine, inclined to succeed, and thereby it's as if pushed onto greatness with positive thoughts more powerful than your negative thoughts, and you become unstoppable. And it goes without saying, show up, Go to the job interview. Might not seem like the greatest. Do it anyway. The only place the ship of your dreams will never find you is sitting around at home waiting for it.
0: Well, that actually leads to another question that I wanted to ask you. When it comes to manifesting, we often hear the importance of having patience. But how do you tell the difference between being patient and just procrastinating?
2: (laughs) Okay. Well, patience oh, what a nut to crack. The best way to be patient is to just be busy. You know, one of my favorite taglines or PSs in the notes from the universe that that re- recurs in a number of different, you know, guises is, you know, once again, taking action saves the day. Taking action, physically moving in the direction of our dreams, uh, is like an act of faith that you're doing it because you know they're going to come true. Otherwise, you wouldn't be doing it. Um, it emboldens our beliefs, uh, in, in our inevitable success. It makes us reachable by life's magic. You know, you're sitting on the bus finally or you're walking through the mall. You're much more reachable by the divine for serendipities than if you're sitting on your couch at home, waiting, waiting, waiting. And, and then the third big payoff from taking action is that, you know, it gives you a life. You're doing stuff. It's, you're not just waiting at home for the pot to boil. In fact, that leads to a tangent, which is huge a huge focus in all of my works, live, written, and recorded, is that please don't just have one stick in the fire, you know? Diversify you need not be dramatic. You don't have to stake your claim. I'm gonna write this book It's gonna be a bestseller. Oprah's gonna love it. I'll live happily ever after abundance will shower upon me you know, I'm going to burn my bridges. It's like no one <laughs> needs that stuff, okay? And, and it's not serving you for the stress it puts on you and, and the, the risk to your health uh, and your finances and all else to have one thing going on. You know, write the book, give the speech, join the leads group, attend a Toastmasters meeting, do some continuing education, uh, start your small little business on the side, moonlight, have a day job. You know, that's probably not sounding like any typical, not that I am one, motivational speaker, but, but I know how life works, and, and so do many others, and I know the nature uh, of success, and that is have these end results, keep them general, and then go down many paths, not, not deluding yourself. And certainly not half-heartedly, but pick two or three and just be your best. Shine. And then when you're waiting for the phone to ring in the office, well, you can be working or doodling on your your next project while uh, you're sitting on the plane or the train headed towards your you know, next um, exotic travel vacation while you're checking Craigslist for the ads you posted, while you're seeing how it went when you boosted your Facebook memes. And, and now you've got so many things going on. Patience isn't even a word. There's just not enough hours in the day because your life is so on fire and you're doing all this stuff with joy and passion. And how do you know if you're not procrastinating? I haven't really put those two together. How do you know if you're not procrastinating? You're just being patient. You know, I think in either case, there's idleness. And if there's idleness, it doesn't matter whether you're being patient or procrastinating. It's not serving you. It's stressing you out. It's keeping you from living your, your already amazing life. I mean, that you're alive here now. You know, those on the other side who have transitioned, they're just like, oh, my God, you still got time. Man, you could be here. You could go there. The more you get out, the more the universe can reach you for every step you take the universe takes 10,000 so go to the mall take up bowling <laughs> get out of the house and and don't be telling me you're waiting for your agent or your publisher to get back to you that's not living that's not a life go out there and rustle the branches and uh, you know stir up the ashes uh, knock on some doors turn over some stones you know and and it's not all work go play go camping take up golf and and none of these things if You know, the thing is, again, I keep saying it, we these are very primitive times, Jessica, spiritually speaking. And that's the way that's the way of spiritual evolution. You know, that was par for the course. You're gonna be a baby before you can walk, and then you're gonna walk before you can run, and that's okay. But in these very primitive times, we we just don't see the potential payoff for the slightest, smallest. Of our own efforts, um, but we can sense it, and we can kind of get it. And so, if we do, then it's easier to, to to knock on these multiple doors and 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 live a great life, and not think that it all has to be work. Um, it can be play. It can be whatever stirs you joyfully. You know, uh, a blues group, uh, more music. Take up art.
0: You no, I hear you talking about the power of our thoughts, but also the power of not thinking, of not overthinking and analyzing everything, but just mm-hmm. getting out there and letting yourself be moved. I know there's a lot of people who are, aren't are making decisions because they're so scared of making the wrong decision.
2: Yes, we again, we, we tend to over rely on this very tiny <laughs> organ brain of ours that uh, it was not meant to logistically plot a dream coming true. Our brains (laughs) are meant to enjoy the present moment, and when you notice things in the present surroundings that aren't pleasing to you, then your brain is tasked, we haven't been taught this, but that's why we're doing what we do, you and I, Jessica, then our brain is tasked with create a new picture in your mind. And yes, it has nothing to do with your immediate surroundings. But by creating a new picture in your mind, and then taking token baby steps in its direction, however seemingly uh, feeble they may feel, and they will always feel feeble, then there can be transformation. So, exactly, um, don't use your little brain to Micromanage your life, nor to draw conclusions, as we said earlier, about the progress you seem to be making or not making. Yeah. This is when, and this is the the age we live in. It's time to learn to turn some stuff over to the magic, because there is magic, and it's not magic to the magician, and it won't be to, to our kids or our kids' kids, but um, but we're just discovering it, which is kind of cool. We we chose to be alive at this. This dawn of a new age where in one lifetime we're going from the darkness into the light.
0: Right. And how it's like how if cool you, is that? Like if you bring your iPhone to some indigenous tribe, they're going to yes. look at it and go, this is so magical. That's
2: yeah. it. Absolutely. That's exactly. Yeah.
0: One of the things that you said at your event that I loved was that if you, you know, about taking action is if you don't even get in the car and start moving in the wrong direction, you're not going to hear your navigation device saying, make a legal U turn. Right. you have to move in order to get that knowledge.
2: Because in truth, there's no wrong term. The divine will always, the divine being not some hocus-pocus God or or some hocus-pocus universe, but an extension of who we really are. We're really everywhere always at once. We're one being, and we're one with the tree, the plant, and the mode of dust. I mean, that's how connected we really are. But the point is, if you're not taking action... You're not reachable by the magic, by serendipities, by so-called coincidences. And you're not demonstrating a belief in yourself, even if it's because there's a misunderstanding. I've watched The Secret 30 days, uh, 30 times in 30 days in a row. And uh, the universe loves me and the universe wants for me what I want for myself. And there's this law of attraction. And so that which I think about is drawn to me. So I'm just going to let the divine figure it out and watch another rerun of, you know, Gilligan's Island. It's like, oh, major, major, major disconnect. And because these are primitive times and we felt like life is arduous, you know, we feel like, oh, there's magic. Oh, I don't have to go out into that big, bad world. It's not a big, bad world. It's just... It's the like playground of the universe where beauty and miracles and majesty awaits every person's, every blink when a bird flies by and and the flowers fill the air with aroma and a squirrel runs by and, and a person smiles and you get to smile back. That's how we want to view life and we will soon all see life for what it's really worth, this just incredible nonstop banquet. But until then, Unfortunately, too many people get psyched out, they want to run away from life, they want to hide out from life, they want to use the law of attraction to protect themselves from life, and they want to use it as an excuse to disengage, which is like an absolute no way. The metaphor I shared with you uh, that day in uh, Long Beach at my playing The Matrix was you know, GPS navigation. Just like the miraculous mechanics of manifestation, there will be no journey in your cool new car with GPS navigation if you don't, step one, give it your end result. You don't tell it how you're going to get there. You tell it where there is, and it can be as simple metaphorically for life is happy. I want to be happier. And the universe is like, I know 7,000 roads for you to be happier. And it calculates all of them, given your other priorities and giving the moving playing field of 7 billion other co-creators. And just like in your car, it knows the shortest, quickest way. But it's not talking to you. It's not helping you until you put your car in gear metaphorically you got to show up which means even though you don't know how can't know how brains too small to make your dream come true you still have to take action on it which seems like how do you take action when you don't know what you're supposed to do well there is no supposed to just do anything that comes close to making a little bit of sense i mean go to a job interview do something if it's abundance you want do something to move towards abundance if it's a new relationship you want do something to make yourself available to let it be known join a, a dating website go to the mall you know wear some cologne or perfume or something you know and 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 just be within reach that's what we have to do because if you don't do something In your car, for example, like put your car in gear, it is wired to not help you. It's not going to help you because you didn't know it, but you're telling it, not now. I'm not ready. My ducks aren't in a row. I'm not going to put my car in drive because I don't know how to get there. If that's what's going on, you'll never ever get there, no matter how much the universe loves you, no matter how much it wants for you what you want for yourself. You've got to roll. And people don't roll, don't engage in life, because they cop out, I don't know how I'm going to do it. Well, As if there was a wrong turn, if you go the wrong way, theoretically, because there is no wrong way, you will immediately be met with guidance, assuming you're still holding on to the vision, the dream, the end result destination in your mind, and you're rolling. Well, the whole mechanism is going to be striving to reach your attention, and you'll hear, make a legal u-turn. okay And that guidance is not forthcoming if your car's not in gear because you're telling it no. So and the same is true in life. those fans of the secret who are waiting for their life to blast off and it hasn't blasted off, it's because you need to engage even though you don't know what direction to move in, even though you don't know what to do. And the way the way you make sure you're not messing with the cursed house, is you simply don't insist that any one way or path you choose is it. You know, write the book, give the speech, start the business. Don't say, I'm going to write the book and it's going to be my all or nothing because the universe loves me. You don't know that. I mean... writing just might not be what your greatest strength or gift is. And you don't know what it is. But if you also join the leads group, start the business, give the speech, you will be led to your greatest strength. Even though you don't see it on the horizon, the wheels are turning and the universe is in on the game. Your greater self is rearranging the props and players on the stage like puppets on marionette strings because you're in motion.
0: I love this. So you're really diving into... The mechanics of manifesting right Mm. now and you just brought up one of my favorite topics which is the cursed how and this kind of blew my mind when i heard you speak because i understand the main concept which is okay you can't know you're not going to know all the answers you're not going to know exactly how to make your dream come true you just have to start moving but what blew my mind was when i began to realize that some of the dreams that i had and the things that i wanted weren't actually dreams. They were cursed hows. Mm -hmm. So how do you tell, and and I'll share my story in a second, but can you explain this? How our dreams, our vision that we have, can sometimes we can be, feel, get a little bit confused and it becomes a cursed how?
2: Oh, absolutely. We kid ourselves and we trick ourselves and it's natural and understandable and totally forgivable and easy to to fix and undo. But in these primitive times, you've been told, Jessica, as I have my entire life, as we all have, that you better figure it out, young lady or young man, because no one's going to figure it out for you. And so we engage with micromanagement using only our physical senses, blind and oblivious to the other unlimited, infinite possibilities that that divine mind is not limited by. But yet when we attach and we figure it out, so to speak, in other words, we attach or insist on a how our dream will come true, we slam shut the door on all other possibilities because it's this book. I told you it's this book and I'm going to make it happen. Well, now you're not networking. Now you're not singing. Now you're not taking art classes, now you haven't learned any Spanish or whatever your other life could have been, those doors have been shut. And sometimes it'll work. Sometimes that book will just blow up and be awesome. But most of the time, there's a whole bunch of other steps in the sequence necessary to shake out so that all of your other priorities will be in sync with 7 billion other people's priorities. And so it can't happen. And so to help your listeners get this, cursed how means, you know, worrying about how I'm going to do it and thinking that you have to figure out how you're going to live in abundance. I know I'll list 22 homes this year in my real estate profession and 90% of them will close and then I'll start expanding my territory and then I'll live in abundance and I'll have lots of friends and have long vacations and on and on. It's like, that's a cursed how. You, your dream isn't but that selling more like homes.
0: seems like a great plan. Someone else Oh, it seems that like a go, great plan, great. and we're not,
2: and we're not going to eliminate it. We're going to keep it in the mix. Oh my gosh, it could be it, but we're not going to slam shut the door on all other possibilities. So the way, the way you unhinged from a cursed how is by understanding that a cursed how is a cursed how, not for what you do, but for how you view why you did it, which is actually really simple, okay? It's our interpretation of why am I doing this, that's going to determine whether or not it's a curse at how, or a knock on the door, okay? So, um, two people could join the same Rotary Club, here's a hypothetical, and one's joining because they're in real estate. And they want to meet Mr. Big, who's president of that Rotary Club. And they're going to make Mr. Big laugh at all their jokes. And they're going to be really cool in Mr. Big's eye. And when Mr. Big starts selling his properties and his big mansions, he's going to list it with this person who's now joining Rotary Club to meet Mr. Big. Okay. That's totally a cursed how because there's this one-track mind. I've got to meet Mr. Big. He's got to laugh at my jokes. I'm totally going to impress him. And then I will be his go-to person for dumping all of his real estate and churning his assets and all that kind of thing. Oh, my God. Take another person also in real estate, also aware perhaps of Mr. Big's affiliation with, you know, Big Boy Rotary Branch down the road. But this person understands life. This person knows that their brain's too small to predict and insist upon how their dream will come true. This person, therefore, is going to knock on a lot of doors. This person is going to have a, a routine of cold calling. Yeah, cold calling is really spiritual. Everything's really spiritual. Your baby <laughs> steps will seem ordinary. Okay, learn how to you know use software on the computer for what you do. Learn how to you know go back to school, continuing education. Everything is a spiritual baby step. So this person is going to uh, make some. Cold calls every single day, part of their routine. This person is going to join Toastmasters. This person is going to go to the Rotary Club where Mr. Big is. This person is also going to consider getting their broker's license. This person is also going to um, help their spouse develop their interior design business. Do you see all the sticks in the fire? Mm -hmm. Now, if this person has an invisible limiting belief that, you know, Mr. Big, uh, you know, is uh, from the Ivy League schools and he's going to look down at me because I never finished junior high. You know, that's an invisible limiting belief that could now hinder them. But it's not as if Mr. Big is the only possibility. And they don't know, we don't know what our invisible limiting beliefs are or when we have them or when they're going to block our way. But you can beat them even, even though you don't know what they are by trying many little paths all within the direction of your inclinations, your passions, your desire for Excuse me for banging the microphone. Your desire for um, uh, an expanded, more fulfilled, joyful, abundant living. So now the person who's joined Mr. Big, joined the club only to meet Mr. Big because, you know, the universe loves me. And Mr. Big is a person like I'm a person and we're going to love each other. It's like... They don't even know Mr. Big. Their personalities may be totally different than one another. But now they're carrying the weight of the world on the shoulders. Now they're finding it really difficult to sit at Mr. Big's table. Now weeks have turned into months, and they still haven't cracked the ice with Mr. Big. Now they need to be really patient. I know maybe it's procrastination. Maybe it's now they're overthinking the logistics. And then Mr. Big just ups and moves to, you know, Idaho or London and... It's like, oh, I just wasted three months of my life trying to meet Mr. Big. When in fact, Mr. Big makes none of the decisions. It's all Mrs. Big. Okay. And Mrs. Big sometimes shows up at the volunteer um, soup kitchen that the same club often. Uh, uh, sponsors. And because the other person who was knocking on many doors, including going to the Rotary Club and doing it with a glad heart and finding out what else they offer and not making it all about Mr. Big, they go to the soup kitchen. They f- meet Mrs. Big. She makes all the big decisions and da di da 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 Meanwhile, there's other people than Mr. Big. Uh, th- there's innumerable people that we could all connect with that would help further our dreams, enrich our lives, increase our abundance, spark enlightenment. And so in that example, two people with the same kind of vision, more abundance in this hypothetical example, uh, you know, life enrichment, if you will, um, did the same thing. Two people joined the same club. For one, it was a cursed how? For the other, It was just a possible path. And we all want to view all that we do as invitations to life's magic without insistence. And it's like, you know, if the universe doesn't connect me with Mr. Big, and if the universe doesn't uh, knock this pitch out of the park, well, I'm going to keep on pitching. And I'm going to show up here. I'm going to show up there. I'm going to enjoy the journey too. And I am going to finish my Spanish lessons. And I'm going to take that art class. And I'm going to join the leads group. I'm going to make these cold calls. Now, you are so reachable. There's all these other ways that the magic can find you. You might find that it wasn't real estate after all, but it was something that one of your clients introduced you to as you were showing them properties that they never bought anyway. But now you've got this new idea and you're on your way in a new hometown with new travel partner, with a new whatever, and your life is transformed because there wasn't insistence or attachment. Which, Just to add a final little thought on that, this doesn't mean you do stuff half-assed you shine you be amazing be your best but you're just not insisting on in a sense the outcome on each path
0: right and then you've if got the dream then if you don't get the apartment it doesn't really matter because Mm -hmm. you have Mm -hmm. all these other things and you're open to infinite possibilities.
2: Right, and you're not analyzing it or drawing conclusions about yourself not being worthy or whatever, exactly. This
0: is what, my big breakthrough when I was hearing this was I was working on a second book and I was really struggling. And so my whole thing about being at your event was I wanted to begin to manifest a way for this book to come easier. And I felt like I was just hitting my head against the wall. And one when I was hearing about The Cursed how, I actually realized that this second book, which I eventually will have a second book, but I was making the book the end goal, like the thing that I wanted to reach. And then I realized the book isn't the thing the book is a how. And what I really want, and what really makes me feel alive and full is the idea of being creatively fulfilled, of feeling like I'm- Wow,
2: awesome.
0: So when I realized that, I thought, okay, The book can be a way of feeling creatively fulfilled, but it doesn't have to be the only way. So I can work on that. But I need to get this blog go. I mean, I need to get this podcast going. And this, that was one of the catalysts that led to us right now having this conversation was that moment of going, this what I really want is feeling creatively fulfilled.
2: But you are a great student, Jessica, Um, (laughs) because so often people will think that anyhow – is a bad how. It's like, look, there has to be hows. There's always going to be a how. All I have said is you can't know which how will be the one and therefore have more general end results, like a creative rocking fulfilled career that creates abundance, that takes me around the world, that, uh, that surrounds me in friends and gives me, you know, a better understanding of life. And one, door to knock on, one path to go down. Just like you said, you're still going to write the book. I love that. People will tend to want to abandon their projects thinking that they're all hows, and they are all hows, but they're not cursed until you insist on how they pan out. So there will always be a how. It's just you want to avoid them from becoming cursed by insisting that they pan out a certain way. And so good on you. You're going to write the book. Uh, you're also going to create other opportunities for the universe or the divine to reach you. And that's going to take the pressure off of you from writing the book. And yes, writing the book will still be a challenge and still be an adventure. That's why you want to do it. That's why it's so respected. That's why it's, it's this mountain that you and I both want to climb. If it was all easy that's not what would attract you or I, Jessica, or any of our listeners. You know, easy is not cool. Easy is boring. Easy is like done. We signed up for the advanced interstellar mind-blowing course, and we're on our way, inclined to succeed. We're going to do it. Uh, And so understanding what makes a how, cursed or not, is part of the magic. Yes. Just don't insist.
0: So I have a a question from Nick. This is something that Nick really wants to know. You spoke before about how we can have some negative thoughts, but when we have an empowering one, it is so much more powerful, even if it's just for a few minutes. And this is what's so amazing about notes from the universe is you give everyone in their mailbox just a short paragraph that gives them a thought which is so expansive and uplifting. And really, I feel a physical difference when I read these notes. I want to learn... About how, well, and Nick wants to know, how do you come up with these notes? Do you write them every day? And when was the moment that you said, I'm going to start writing on behalf of the universe?
2: Oh, well, big love to Nick. I miss him. It's <laughs> been too long since I've seen him. And thanks for the great uh, flattering question and, and your comments there. Um, the The notes originally were from Mike, not the universe. And those were never as popular. Um <laughs> They began at a time in my life that was really kind of um, dark and scary. 14 years ago, uh, I didn't know why I was starting over, why I felt like I had to start over. I had zero career momentum. And I kind of wanted to receive something like that because I knew the importance of, of, you know, Giving ourselves little cause and reason to feel buoyant and to be reminded of the truth. So I did the vision boards. I still do vision boards, and I put little notes uh, on my vision board, or just little quotes on my refrigerator or bathroom mirror to kind of elevate myself. And I thought back then, in the 19, end of the 1990s, when email was pretty novel, that you know it'd be really cool if I got an email. Every day reminding me of these truths that that I didn't have to write myself so that it would be like a surprise. And since nobody that I knew of was doing that, and because I was kind of desperate to start my life back up, even though this didn't even remotely promise a career or money or anything, they're still free to this day. I thought, well, just let that be one of the things I do. I like the Internet. I think it's going somewhere. (laughs) I like computers and mail merge. And uh, I like the understanding life, life, dreams, and happiness. So let me send out this little email to other people. Uh, it was weekly in the beginning. It turned into dailies. And then I had this real strong feeling that I would be on the verge of saying something very profound. But by signing it off as like, you know, have a great day, Mike. <laughs> it's like, oh, that just really brought it so down to earth with a big you know, it's just so flat. It wasn't, it just ruined it. So I thought, you know, if I was writing, you know, from the perspective of the divine, like the universe, uh, the universe is just a happy way of saying God without all the baggage that God might mean to 7 billion different people. It's just loaded down and has different meanings to everyone. So the universe, if I could write from the universe's perspective, I could say things more profoundly. You know, like I've been ranting with you. We're inclined to succeed. We're the eyes and the ears of the divine. We're pushed on to greatness. You know, what what we want uh, is wanted for us. You know, if I sign that off as Mike, it's like, who is this guy, man? If I sign it off as the universe, you know, it was like, wow, that gives it, I mean, okay, maybe laughably because it's just a choice of a word, but more credibility and more oomph and more staying power. It's
0: also not just mike you know it's not just you i mean what you are sharing are these truth these dots that we talked about earlier that you see through history yeah and so i mean do you feel that when you're writing these that there is a sense of of channeling some kind of truth that's much bigger than mike
2: Oh, yeah, because we are all much bigger than who we think we are. And so this is not something that I alone, of course, have. Uh, And I'll add that as soon as I wrote the first one, finally, after weeks, if not months, of this inner, like, feeling of I could say I could do it better if I wrote as the universe, finally, after surrendering to that idea and doing it, the first one was kind of humorous. And they've all had a little bit of a, uh, you know, a wry, tongue-in-cheek, you know, they sign off, you rock sometimes, the universe. <laughs> you know, it's like, hey, that's the truth about the divine. So um, so it's not taking myself too seriously, and uh, I-, I think there's a place for it. As far as channeling, I- I've come to the conclusion uh, uh, that there's a need for a new word or a delineation. Uh, I call it conscious channeling, because we are all channels, but unlike Neil Donald Walsh or Esther Hicks or Richard Bach or Jay-Z Knight, people who kind of step aside consciously while they pour out from another higher perspective within themselves this channeled work. I'm usually um, kind of there side by side, and I don't know if that's making it harder for me or not, but most notes from the universe, a paragraph long, will take hours to write and perfect. And... Ditch and delete and start over and cuss and then start over. <laughs> and um, in, in the old days, I would spend sometimes six, seven hours on a single note from the universe. But I would end up being surprised by it. I would be end up not shocked like, oh, look what I have written. Where did that come from? But, but I would hammer it out kind of using intuition, kind of using logic. Um, always the end result was, woohoo, I love this job. And Without saying what I would write about. And and I would just start writing, taking action, showing up, car and gear, until I had an authentic, woohoo, I finally did it. And so I hammer them out. But I, I, I do feel like that end result summons from the highest within me um, a perspective and a, a spark of enlightenment that wouldn't readily normally be there. So it's channeled but not in the way that channeling is most commonly understood. So how often
0: and, do you work on them?
2: Um, sometimes I'll do two in one day. Usually they're written a day or two before they go out. These are trade secrets, you know, but okay. your your podcast is worth it. Your people <laughs> you. are cool. So usually a day or two before they go out is when they're written. And uh, there are times uh, when there might be a few more days than that. Um, and... Yeah, it's, it's really kind of cool. And it's, and, and it's still, I'm always still working on it because working on the fact that I want it to be easier than it's been. Um, and so I don't want to tell you it's hard because <laughs> then I'm reinforcing <laughs> that. But uh, I, I definitely have to learn to create that space, hold the picture in my mind that I'm done writing and it went really well and I'm laughing out loud and after I hold that picture in my mind for a minute or two, I then start typing the first stuff that comes to mind. This is total metaphor for the miraculous mechanics of manifestation. I have to take action, even though I don't know what I'm going to write about. But I have to write something. So that for those first few words usually are... To borderline nonsensical, uninspiring, and they end up getting deleted. But because I wrote the first few lines, just as is true when you put your car in gear, or just as is true when you take those baby steps, they lead you to another place you couldn't have imagined prior to taking them, and now you can see farther, run faster, jump higher, and eventually you are you are in that place of authentically woo-hooing because... Thy kingdom or queendom has come as it always must in this 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 plane of manifestation where there are universal principles that are unbending and non-judgmental and we will reap what we sow. Yeah. It
0: it reminds me of just this morning I was reading that somebody had been commenting on Facebook about all the breakthroughs that they had been having when they took one of my courses, and then they ended with, but I'm still working on it. And I thought to myself, we're always still working on <laughs> exactly. it.
2: Exactly. When we realize that, we stop putting off our happiness for you know, the perfect day, the perfect everything. Because we realize that however perfect it is, we're going to find a way to imagine it even more perfect. And that is never going to change. And that is not a curse. It is the gift of the divine within us. It is this like, it's the mark of magnificence we carry with us everywhere that we will never be fully satisfied, which does not mean we have to never be fully happy. We can be totally electrified, filled with joy, even as we see imperfections that we strive to, to polish off or, or to complete. And that is the nature of the game of life. And when we realize that we will always feel this divine sense of imperfection, yet we give ourselves permission for happiness now, It's like that's it. That's like you know total winning state of mind when we're always getting better, as if it even mattered because we totally love who we are and what we've got going on in our lives already.
0: Yes, Mike. I know we're running over. I would. Do you have a few more minutes just to talk about your newest book, and then I have really quick, rapid questions. Rapid Rapid questions. Yes. So. Okay, this new book, like I said, one ninety nine. you can get it now. Nah. Um, The Top 10 Things Dead People Want to Tell You. I finished it earlier this morning. Oh, I just I like I don't even know what to say about it. It's so good and it it blew my mind. I wasn't Thank expecting you. what I read. And if people enjoy what they're hearing now, I feel like in this book there's so it goes even deeper. And yeah. I lost my uncle recently and it really It really shook me, and it created a lot of changes in my life. And from what you were reading, from what I was reading, I found it to be incredibly healing around that. And one of my favorite sentences on page 126, Mm -hmm. you wrote, while alive, and you put alive in quotes, which people will understand once they read the book, uh, most people measure who they are by what they're not. Don't wait until you die to see the whole truth. And this book is really about seeing that greater picture, that whole truth. What do you Uh, want people to know about this book?
2: Oh, I I want people to know the truth about the nature of reality. I feel like part and parcel, that is why I'm here. That's why I am joyfully here. It's not a burden, but I'm a teacher and I want them to know the truth. The truth is knowable. We need not be in this place of torment, which the majority of the world is in because they don't understand or they think that God's angry or that it's all a test and that when people are gone, that means lost opportunities that will never come again. Uh, that's just torture, torture, torture. I want people to know the simple truth that we are divine, eternal beings, powerful, beyond measure, through our chosen focus, uh, that we're here because we chose to be here, that we live beyond this lifetime, that we existed before this life began, and that all is supremely well. And so in that book, which I feel like is my absolute best and deepest work, um, I, I try to get them to the subjective by holding their hand, by showing them how to connect dots, by showing them how simple it is and how unimportant Extraneous dots are. You know, you don't have to know who you were in a past life um, to, to, to live joyfully in this life. That's the whole point and whole reason you forgot who you were. So you could now fully be who you are today uh, and not carry all this baggage around from you. And I talk about the misconceptions that exist with the concept of reincarnation so that people can kind of see it in a truer light because time is illusionary therefore it's not sequential and therefore all of our lives are happening at once but again it's not even important to know that what's important is to know you here and now Uh, and that includes giving people a handle on the nature of reality with regards to being a deliberate creator which is why again in that book I share the GPS uh, navigation metaphor and uh, in the end it's just Peace of mind is what I want to give everyone. And who am I to want that? Well, I don't know, but it it totally floats my boat. That's why I write the notes from the universe. And and I'm not doing it selflessly. I'm totally all about selfish service. Because I have an awesome life, and I want to live it to the fullest. And I want to... Go where I want to go and do what I want to do and be with whom I want to be with. Uh, and, And that's how we can all be of the greatest service like Bill Gates did, like Mother Teresa did. And I'm glad either one of them didn't, you know, tag team and Bill spent some years in Calcutta and Mother Teresa spent some years in Silicon Valley. No, they were selfish. They went where they wanted to go. And that's how we know their name today. And I uh, I think that's part of understanding the truth about reality. This is not about me at the expense of others. This is about me because I'm one with others. And as I shine, they can shine. And as I succeed, they will succeed. And finally, your dreams start coming true at such a clip. Your top dream becomes helping other people. But you don't have to force that. You don't have to be selfless. It will become natural.
0: And life is way more fun. Way,
2: way more fun. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it this. is.
0: So, again, thetappingsolution.com forward slash notes, and you can get that book for $1.99 for a short period of time, so definitely get that today. Okay, Mike, really quick, rapid-fire questions. What's Mm. something that no one would know about you unless they went to middle school with you?
2: Into middle school, those were the years I discovered how bowed my legs were, and <laughs> that uh, that I was all of a sudden became really slow. Like I was like the second to slowest person in my class, and it was total humiliation. Um, it was a very geeky, well, not even geeky because that's glamorized these days. It was a very awkward, clumsy time in my life.
0: Okay, so you had. Awkward bow legs. That's your <laughs> bow
2: leg. I mean, they would go like, if you saw me running head on, instead of legs kind of like going up and down, they'd be going in and out and in and out, like <laughs> flapping like wings. Okay. Oh. Uh,
0: next question. What do you do when you want to let loose and have fun? Which seems like that's basically how you live your life all the time. But anything come to uh, mind that like really makes you feel good?
2: Oh, I love to have like weekends off in at the beach now with my wife and my one-year-old baby usually a cigar in hand in one hand a beer in another although now since i've had my baby it's mostly non-alcoholic beers but uh, that is it for me beach sand loved ones cigar makes everything better i just can't let it blow in their face and yeah, beer i love beer
0: i love that okay one book that changed your life i know there's many
2: but- <sighs> atlas shrugs and ran
0: perfect What's the best destination you've ever traveled to?
2: Ah, uh, that's really almost impossible, but I'll tell you, Tahiti is right up there.
0: Okay, and then last question. If you could be any kind of animal, what would you be and why?
2: A dog, because they just love to have fun and they love who they're with. And um, they, I just, when I'm around dogs and when I've had them in my life, I just like, these are creatures of joy.
0: Absolutely. Mike, this has been an absolute joy. Thank you so much for spending time with us.
2: Thank you, Jessica. Big love to you and your entire family. And can't wait to hear this podcast and all the others that you will be gifting humanity with. (laughs)
0: Thank you. And and we're back.
2: Okay. Yeah, that's
1: how you have to start it. Jess was fretting over how to come back from... This is what I keep telling her. She's such a professional. What do I like what's the intro? What's the outro? And I'm like just record. It's just easier that way.
0: People will also notice that in this episode we have a little jingle now with the podcast and it sounds natural, but I recorded it about fifty times before I got the right one. So it's not natural you, at all.
1: So so email Jess and tell her that the sh- jingle needs a lot of work. No, sorry, no, right?
0: please be supportive. I've worked hard. <laughs> okay, let's talk about what we all just listened to. What were your thoughts about that interview?
1: Oh, I loved it. Mike is uh, Mike's just the best. He Isn't really he? I know. he's just he's so sweet. He's the best. Okay, A uh, quick takeaway from it because it was a long interview, and um, I don't want to keep people here forever. But, you know, I love that he talks about the universe and law of attraction and all these just out there concepts, but he focuses on action. Like you just, you got to get moving. You got to put yourself out there. You have to, that's how you open the doors. And I feel like that's such a big thing. You know, I don't want to, I don't like saying like what was missing in the secret and all that stuff because it's, it was beautiful. It was amazing. Um, And, you know, I think there's too much bashing of it. Look, it was what it was.
0: I and think, we're talking about a film here, if people haven't part oh, yeah. of The Secret.
1: Yeah. Um, we have to remember that not everybody <laughs> does everything that we that do. That we but, do. <laughs> um, but anyway, I think one of the things that maybe it didn't focus on as much as it could have is taking action. Like, And you know what? It's Action is the joy of life, right? Like, We don't want to just sit there all day waiting for things to fall into our lab, waiting for checks to arrive. Like that's not fun. You know, it's fun when the check arrives in the mail, but it's based on some action. That's where the joy of life comes. That's where the thrill of life comes. And I think that really came through in Mike's interview.
0: It's so important to remember that you can't solve a problem from the place that you're standing, that in order to take action, that's when you get more information to figure out what you really want and what the next step is. But I know I know myself, sometimes I overthink things as we've seen with this podcast, but I, <laughs> I'll sit and I'll think about something trying to make it perfect in my head, trying to find solutions that I can't discover if I don't first start taking action.
1: 100%, just start moving in some direction and then the navigation system can tell you where to go.
0: Perfect, well we're so happy that everyone joined us This was really kind of our first podcast. Well, it was our first podcast with a live with a guest, and so thank you for joining us. And because of time, I will not be sharing my embarrassing story. You're just going to have to wait a little bit longer. The crowd,
1: the crowd is booing. I know Uh, you you strung us along. Next
0: time, next time. But to make up for it, I do have a picture of me drinking mate, which I talked about in the beginning. Uh, of this interview, this kind of drink that we have in Argentina. So you should you should probably go to the show notes, yeah. thetappingsolution.com dot com forward slash notes to check that out.
1: It's a very ridiculous picture. It Makes me laugh every time. Um, yeah, and you know, I, on the notes, I just a last pitch because I think Mike's book is so great. Uh, depending on when you're listening to this, if you listen to it right away, it's a dollar ninety nine on Kindle. It is two dollars. And Amazon will probably pay us like 20 cents for that. And that will all go to the Tapping Solution Foundation. So go pick up a copy. Get it on your Kindle. Uh, it's a special book. Mike's a special man. And, uh, and yeah, that's all we have. That's for all today.
0: we have. We're excited to uh, see you guys all again or not see you guys. What's the right word?
1: <laughs> well, I mean, we're not going to see we're, them. We're know. excited
0: to connect with you all again next week with a brand new show. But in the meantime, make sure that you reach out to us. We love to hear from you. You can, uh, see, you can meet us on uh, Facebook or on basically on Facebook.
1: <laughs> yeah, Facebook. That's, a, that's what we use. We hang out. So, so Facebook.com forward slash N Ortner uh, or you can email Nick at the dot com. Give us guest ideas. Give us feedback. Uh, tell us if you don't like Jess's jingle. Um,
0: I'm just or kidding. if you love just, it. No, I'm Perfect. just kidding.
1: I'm just <laughs> being a big brother. I got to. Okay. And then Jess's Facebook.com, following Jessica Ortner. So we'll see you there. Yeah, see you. We love there. you guys. Thank you. Bye guys. Bye.